and welcome to Overtime Hockey Talk. My name is Mark Paul. My co-host Justin Baker and I are doing the quarterly standings, the the first quarter standings of the National Hockey League season 2021-22. Justin, I cannot believe that we are at the quarter mark already. <laughs> we're we're 20 games into the season, even more than that. Yeah, even more exactly. I mean, uh, most teams have played at least. Well, I think. I think really only two. Only the two Islanders teams, have only played teams. twenty-two, right? So yeah, three teams have only played less than twenty-five games at this point. I mean, it's crazy to think uh, we haven't done our power ranking show yet. So uh, I'm embarrassed. I, I apologize on behalf of you and I to the the listeners. The Shame. Shame. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, you can only do power ranking so often, and if if we had a blog, I suppose you could do it more often. But that's you know what what. When are you gonna do when when you have to do tons of episodes about other teams falling apart? There's been so many teams falling apart this year. It's it I doesn't it seem like compared to other years that there's a lot more really bad teams, like teams that are just so far out of it at this point. It it feel I, I don't know if this is reality, but it feels like usually at this point you know, it's like, all right, we've got like a couple teams in each conference, and then the rest of the teams are pretty close, and it seems like they all are still "quote unquote" buyers. Like, oh, we're not going to be sellers, and even even come like trade deadline, you know, leading up to that, it feels like, oh, there's only going to be like six or seven sellers, or seven or eight sellers. But right now, it feels like there's like <laughs> there's twelve already that could potentially be sellers as a lot of teams are pretty far out of the playoffs uh, just seems like there's a greater disparity between good and bad this season but yeah it, it's funny you know the last show you and I were talking about Vancouver and Philly you know potentially getting rid of their coaches and what do you know we turn around right and boom and there's there's all these big moves right um, it kind of you know makes me reminisce back to the the days of um you know, back when we had Shea Weber, PK Subban getting traded, and just all those, all those big name trades that were happening back to back so quickly, and uh, yeah, so it just sort of takes me back, and uh, I'm glad we uh, we called it. We, yeah, we called it. Yeah, let's <laughs> what, put it that way. Wasn't that hard to uh, to call? Uh, seeing as you know, those teams had high expectations, and they're struggling beyond belief. Uh, I'm wondering when we start talking about the New York Islanders. That's going to be the next, the next one. They they oh ha- have finally had their, uh, you know, at, at one point it was well they haven't played any home games. Like, let's cut them some slack. Oh five and two at home now. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, things are looking real rough for the New York Islanders. But oh, we'll we'll get to there. Uh, I guess I guess that's the. Uh, for, for our power rankings, we starting at the bottom. Is that is that where we want to start? At number 32? Let's, let's do it. Let's make it easy. We can roll through these bottom teams pretty quick, I feel like. And- Perfect. Well, my bottom team is actually the New York Islanders. Whoa. I have them dead freaking last. And when you look at the standings, I, I know, you know they've played four less games than Arizona. And Arizona still has four less points than them. Or... Uh, 
Yeah, five less points. Arizona's freaking terrible. Arizona's my 31. But the New York Islanders were Stanley Cup favorites. And they are looking like bottom feeders right now. They've scored 46 goals. Uh, and they're, like, they're supposed to be okay. You know, they're supposed to be able to score some goals. I mean, two goals a game, not cutting it. Uh, they have this team. They went out and signed a bunch of players. Huge expectations, and this is where they are. Uh, I had to put them last. Yeah, I I don't hate that because when you look at, so for instance, you look at the team that scored the least amount of goals in the, the National Hockey League, and that's the Arizona Coyotes. They le- legitimately only have really two players that would be in anybody else's potential top six, top nine, really. Um, you know, and Clayton Keller and Phil Kessel. And when you look at the Islanders, they have a bevy of talent on paper where you think, okay, Anders Lee, uh, Josh Bailey, Matthew Barzell, you know, J.G. Pajot, they have enough talent on paper where you say, okay, cool. They should be able to put up a couple goals a night, but they're not even – they're barely over two goals per game at this point, and it's it's tragic. And, I mean, yes, they are, you know, keeping goals out of the net, but it doesn't help when you're, you know, losing games one to nothing, two to one. So, uh, sorry, Islanders. I, I don't have them as low as you, so um, <laughs> I have the Islanders coming in at number 30 on my list, but okay. at 32 – I've got the Arizona Coyotes. Unfortunately, couldn't pay their taxes, so they don't get to go any higher than 32, in my opinion. Uh, yeah, uh, they're in trouble. They're in trouble <laughs> out there. It's not looking good. You know, it, yeah, you know, it's funny. I think it's just. I think it's literally just the city of Glendale is just pissed off that they they don't want to build an arena there. And who could blame them? Glendale's kind of. I mean, Glendale's a nice city on its own, but it's not a hockey city. So no. see you later. I don't. You know. I mean, personally, I think they should go to Houston or. Quebec, but that's another topic, another conversation. And, is and, uh, there is there a team since their inception? They they left Winnipeg in '95 in their first season. It was I think '95, '96, or '96, '97, one of the two. So yeah. in basically 25 years, is there another North American sports franchise that has stayed in the same place that has that has had more just tumultuous? uncertainty like this this team has to rank number one all the pro sports in north america there is no other team that is so up in the air all the time being talked about being sold and moved the league desperately wants it the league owned this team at one point like they they really have rarely been very good uh they the furthest they've ever made it's the conference finals and that was kind of a fluke year I think Thanks, that Mike was Smith. <laughs> that was the lockout year, right? Yeah, you yeah. know, yeah, that that was the year they lost to LA, and yeah, I think that was thirteen. But yeah. I, I would say besides Arizona, the only other professional top four sports franchise I can think of would be the Las Vegas Raiders, and I think that's really the Al Davis era because they kept moving back and forth between LA and you know all these different cities and, and switching back and forth between Vegas, and you think okay, are they ever going to find a spot and stay there longer than five years? And so, uh, but at least... Yeah, but they've been to the Super Bowl in that time. No, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. They've had some success, right? They didn't win, um, but they been, they went to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Once. So, to me, that's probably the one. The, yeah, the one, the one the comparable. You know, and a few years ago, I might have said the Rays, the, the, the Rays in, in baseball, but now they're really good. <laughs> so... Yep, Tampa. 
a race. Yep. Yep. So you can't can't toss them in there. So I'm yeah, for my money, I think they're they're probably uh, they the worst run franchise. <laughs> Am I losing you? Oh, no. Yeah, I uh I don't disagree. Probably probably one of the worst run franchises. Now, uh speaking of worst run franchises, they just got rid of their GM. So at number thirty one for me, I've got the Montreal Canadiens. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the team really that just went to the Stanley of, Cup Finals, worst run, right? Just yeah. I, well, I wouldn't say they're the worst run, but but I, I would say they they've definitely had a lot of issues. I mean, they've literally bet on so many aging players and threw away a lot of young prospects to do so. I mean, they they let their number one center go. They let their potential number two, number three center, and Koken Niemi just walk out the door for for a couple bucks here. I mean, don't get me wrong. I think six million dollars is overpaying the guy. But well, but they got compensation. Young... They they didn't just right. yeah. They they got a player in return, but yeah, right. it hasn't, but it's, just it's hasn't worked so, out as well as yeah. we might have. And it's so difficult to just to just you know fill in and find guys who can play center at such a high level. And so when you've got a guy who could potentially do it, and you're just letting him walk out the door, it's it's really hard to you know to explain to the, the fans, right? Like, why'd you want to do this? And so um, it's not like a dispute over, you know, uh, a player, for example, like somebody who maybe is only worth 6 million bucks, but really they're, they're looking after 10, $12 million in salary. And so you say, okay, well, see you later. Go, go get your money somewhere else. Cause we can't afford you. Um, and you it's know, not but, like, it's not like Coke and Yemi. I mean, this is a one year, $6 million deal. He's not getting 6 million next year. Right. That, no, that was not just what they paid him to, to get rid to, to pull him in. Uh, yeah, Montreal is my thirty. So we're we're, okay. we're there together. Uh, yeah, they they've been bad. Their expectations were, I I don't I don't think they were as high because of no no price no Weber, and then of course losing players to free agency and whatnot. Like the the expectations were a little tempered, but I don't think we expected them to be this bad. I think that we thought they they could fight for a playoff spot and. And then we'll see what happens from there once guys get healthy. But a playoff spot is no longer a potential. No. <laughs> that that flight has certainly taken off a long, long time ago. Uh, who do you have, like, uh, the 29, 28, 27? Yeah, 29, I've got Buffalo. 28, I have Ottawa. And 27, the Seattle Kraken. Okay. I've got Ottawa, Buffalo, Philly. Uh, Philly's my 27. Okay. Uh, Philadelphia has been, I mean, they did just win last night, their first win under Mike Yo. Expectations were very high coming into this year with all the moves that they made. Uh, I think Mike Yo could, you know, potentially turn things around for them. It's going to be hard to jump the teams ahead of them, especially with, you know, the one team, sorry to say this, Justin, but the the Detroit Red Wings in the, in the playoff spot that they're in right now, I don't think will hold. Uh, I, I hope not. <laughs> I think that uh, I mean they've got Boston's got five games in hand. They're a point behind Columbus. Three games in hand. They're two points behind. Like Detroit is going to is sort of a pseudo. They're in this spot, uh, but I, I don't think that they're going to be able to hold it. I think they're still doing very well, and I actually really like to watch them. Uh, they're very entertaining, but I I think that those other teams are going to battle it out, and Detroit will begin to fall down the standings but philadelphia uh, has some other good teams to to jump and i just i don't think i see it and their expectations being so high i i i think that they're 
you know, they, they deserve to be down here with the Sabres and the Senators. And I'm, my, my 26 is the Vancouver Canucks. So I'm kind of lumping all those teams in together, like the Canucks and the Flyers, higher expectations, and they have all struggled. Okay, yeah. So for me at 26, I have the Flyers, so not too far out from where you've got them. And at 25, I've got Vancouver. So uh, for me, Vancouver, I, I go a little bit higher just because they they started to turn things around. They got a couple wins here in a yep, row. Yep. Under, Three in a row under Boudreaux, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, on paper, Vancouver's got enough talent to, to compete for a playoff spot, but they just weren't able to put things together. And guys just like Elias Pettersson just haven't really – done enough this year and so i'm hoping that um you know boudreau and jt miller can pull them out of the out of the mud and bring them back into the limelight so um you know i, I as much as i hate to say it you know i'm with you i think detroit hopefully will will falter but I, I hope a team like vancouver will eventually push to get in um not necessarily think they will get in but i would love to see them push because i think it's really important for the nhl when you have competitive Canadian markets. I think it's really a, a positive thing for the NHL as a whole. Um, you know, when you have literally <laughs> three teams from California competing for a playoff spot, but nobody from California is really doing much outside of Edmonton and Calgary up there. It's, you know, it's kind of a bummer. I want to see, you know, I'd, I'd like to see more Canadian teams compete for, for playoff spots. So, you know, that there's um, four, five, five Canadian teams in the playoffs right now. Right now, <laughs> Winnipeg, I do have reservations about Edmonton, some of them. So Calgary, Toronto, yeah, there are there are really bad Canadian teams though, like Ottawa, Montreal, Vancouver, just terrible, have been terrible. So I I, I get your sentiment there. Yes, agreed. It is much better when Canadian teams are really good. It certainly certainly makes uh, makes for better ratings. That's for sure. People want to watch those teams. Yes. Uh, my so after Vancouver, my twenty five is the Chicago Blackhawks. Then the Seattle Kraken. I put the Kraken up at twenty four. Um, I know they're still sitting down, uh, you know, n- ninth in the the wild card here for for the Western Conference. They haven't been been great all year, but I think we've seen them kind of starting to turn things around. They've been better the the second like the last ten thirteen games than they were in the first 13 games. Uh, and I I think you got to almost look at this team like uh, you can't you can't think all right, Vegas did this, so why can't Seattle? No, it's it was insane what Vegas did. No one no one in sports does what Vegas did. Uh, Seattle is still a brand new team. All these guys are playing together for the first time. No one else has that. Even even teams that have moved a ton of players they still have lots of familiarity within the organization. There's no familiarity at all. And I, I will venture to say, you know, I think that they, they are doing better in some respects than I think they should be. And they don't have the drama that these other teams have. Like the teams below them, Chicago, Vancouver, Philadelphia, they, they all should have been better. They're all firing everybody. Montreal is firing everybody. Like, the Islanders should have been better, and and then you have Buffalo, Ottawa, Montreal, or uh, Arizona, who were going to be bad outside of Montreal, but they were all going to be bad. Uh, so I, I think the crack the crack can be in a little bit higher because I think there's still potential for them to continue to get better because of the familiarity aspect. 
Yeah, what I will say is Seattle competes, right, every night. Uh, and they make it entertaining for, for people that watch them for the first time, right? They don't come out there and they get they get steamrolled every single night like a like a new franchise should, right? I mean, when you when you basically are picking third line guys to and second line guys to lead your team here, um, you would expect them to get run over most nights. But yeah, I, I've been impressed with Seattle so far. And you know, if Grubauer can put it together and start to figure out how to play goalie again, uh, you know, maybe this team will be a lot more competitive, which would be which would be great. Yeah, I, you know, it would be really fun to see Seattle really good right off the bat, you know, have another story like that, but that's just not how it works. No, <laughs> you, you gotta, really you gotta take your licks at first and, and, and build from within. And, and while I disagreed with many of the moves that they made at the expansion draft, um, it's also kind of too early to tell, like, let's talk three years from now and see what happens. Uh, let's mm-hmm. go your, what, 23 through 20. So I've got 24. Uh, oh, 24. Yep, Chicago Blackhawks. I uh, I gave them a, a slight little bump here in the power rankings just because Flurry gets his 500th win. So for me, that's uh, that's a great storyline. That's worth uh, it. One of the greatest goaltenders ever, in my opinion. So um, doesn't get enough respect. So I'm going to give them a slight bump. Just and you know, Mark one Andre of the Flurry. nicest freaking guys ever, too. Oh, I'm sure. I don't doubt that at all. <laughs> Such for, a good guy compared yeah. to some of those other, some of the 90s goalies where, uh, you know, they they were hotheads and it, the, oh he he's very he's just like he's the flower. He he's, is. He's so chill. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And for a guy that's willing to basically go from a Stanley Cup contender and be like, hey, you know what? I'll go here. I'll I'll do the team a solid and you know go over to this franchise that I have no idea about. Um, well, I'll, t- be I'll, such a, I'll tell you what what helps seven million dollars. Well, yes, it does. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly does. Uh, so after Chicago at 23, I've got the New Jersey Devils, just a young, I mean, one of the youngest teams in the NHL. And I've, I've enjoyed watching some of their younger players like Mercer um, really tear it up early on in the season. They've been kind of coming back down to earth, in my opinion. Um, a little bit disappointed this year in, in Mackenzie Blackwood and Jonathan Bernie. I, I would like a little bit more out of those two and that. But I think if, uh, you know, they've got the right pieces in place right now, and I think they've, they've got nothing but good stuff to look forward to in the future. Yeah, and that's, and that's and, what kind of happens with a, a, young, a younger team like the Devils have. Um, there's, you know, not always that commitment to, to defense. So the goalies are kind of getting hung out to dry. Lots of high danger right. chances on them. So, yeah, that's, that's, that's sort, of the, sort of par for the course. Uh, but, you know, you would, you would like to, you know, you got Dougie Hamilton, but Dougie Hamilton is probably more concerned about the offensive side as well. So even your veterans are uh, more concerned about that. But nice, nice story seeing uh, Andreas Janssen putting up a, a really good year. Yeah, absolutely. Same with Jesper Bratt. And hopefully, yeah. again, with Jack Hughes signing that big contract, I mean, hopefully he can start to go on a tear here soon because um, it's going to look, it's going to look a little hard, hard pill to swallow here for the rest of the season. If he, uh, if he's playing at less than a stellar pace, that's for sure. Yeah. And I mean, I guess he, he's only been back for what, six games now since, right, uh, just since a few getting games. hurt. And, and in those six games, he does have, he has three points, only one goal though. So that's, that's where you, you need him. You need him scoring goals. So we'll see if, yeah. uh, if, if that doesn't happen and this team continues to lose, I think, you know, maybe they don't fire Lindy Ruff this season, but I I think you might see changes at the end of the year if they can't figure it out. 
But yeah, I personally have never been a, a huge Lindy Ruff fan, so I mean I was I was a a pretty big Lindy Ruff fan in nineteen ninety nine. Right. You know, he's a pretty good <laughs> yeah, coach. That's about it. Back back when the playing style was very different. Uh, I think yeah, he's a really is. good assistant coach. I think that's yeah, yeah, that's a good way. To put he it. was the longest <laughs> tenured coach in the NHL at one point with Buffalo. Now, now Buffalo had a really good team in the the late two thousands, a really good team, and and he did it with with uh, players that almost he had like basically like a New York Islanders kind of team. That, yeah, that kind Buffalo of Danny Sabres Breer, Ryan Miller. They were that was fun yep. to watch. Yep, they were fun to watch. They didn't have that like high profile superstar. But they did it from a team standpoint, and they had a really good goalie. So uh, they 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 were fun to watch. I didn't like them because you know they always beat the Leafs. <laughs> uh, I do miss those black and red uniforms. I will say that. So oh gosh, those ones with the like the white saber face on the front. Uh huh. Loved them. Uh, I so I I've, I've got New Jersey twenty three, the Kings at twenty two, Blue Jackets twenty one, and the Sharks at twenty to round out my bottom 13 teams okay i don't hate it so i've got columbus at 22 san jose at 21 and the kings at 20 again to round out the bottom 20 okay um interesting why why the kings over the sharks so what i will say is i think long term over the course of the season i think la's poised to have a little bit more success uh they've been struggling as of late and for me i just I still don't have enough faith in in San Jose to really pick it up and you know continue this success. I just I watch their game and it's just they're they're fine. They're not playing horrible hockey or anything, but um, you know they and LA are one of the you know least scoring teams in the league. LA at twenty five and San Jose at twenty three, and I figured LA would be there. They've never been a high scoring team, anyways. Um, but LA's got slightly better. Um, numbers as far as goals against are concerned. And I mean, outside of that, I think everything else, you know, San Jose might have a slight edge on, but again, I just, I watch LA and I think I like their depth down the middle. I think they're poised to have a longer run. And unfortunately for me, I think right now with San Jose's issues with Evander Kane, are they going to play him in the AHL? Are they going to let him just sit out, try to find a trade partner? And then you also look at Tomas Hurdle, I think, Honestly, that's going to be a headache for them over the next, you know, couple months. You know, what are they going to do with this guy? Um, you know, are they going to get him resigned? Is are they going to trade him? You know, so they don't lose him for nothing, or just hold on to him to the playoffs? I think that's going to cause a little bit of drama. And so, um, you know, outside of Timo Meyer and Logan Couture, I, I don't think this team has much that really uh, leads me to believe they're going to have sustained success over the course of the year. What are you paying Tomas Hurdle? That's I mean, a good question. I mean, is he? Is he worth, uh, you know, what is he, $7 million? Yeah, right now, Tomas Hurdle is, gosh. Right, I mean, right yeah. now, 5.6. He's definitely getting a raise. You know, last year, 43 points in 50 games. That probably that pans out to, you know, what, so like a 65-point season, something like that. 65 to 70-point season. So, and at 19 goals, you know, he's a 30-goal scorer. That definitely... You know, when you can score thirty goals in a year, uh, that that'll that'll boost you too. So, I mean, I'm thinking like seven, seven to eight, and, and being a UFA, probably more like eight. Someone out there will give him eight, thinking oh, yeah. that his numbers are deflated because he's not playing with anybody that great. So, you know, who's who's paying Tomas Hurdle 
eight million are the Sharks that team? Like, are the Sharks now that they now that they don't have Evander Kane on the books? You know, they're they're gonna have this. I guess their their cap space next year, what, like fifteen million. So they have the cap space, but does Hurdle want to stay? at a team that is clearly rebuilding, you know, he, he hasn't really had much career success outside of what it was five years ago when they went to the Stanley cup finals, 2016. And that was his, I guess that was his like fourth, his fourth year in the league. Um, and he wasn't quite the, the player that, Oh, it was 15, 16. Yeah. So it was his third year in the league. Um, it was kind of, he was just coming out and that year he was really good. But since then, I guess they went on a good little run in eighteen nineteen too. But they just don't look like they're going to go on any runs anytime soon. <laughs> no, that's the thing. Like, I I like some of their players right now. But when you look at the guys that are good, for instance, James Reimer, Eric Carlson, right? The guys that have signed these long term deals, I don't see them getting any better. So when you talk about a rebuild, they've got a lot of anchors on their team as far as long contracts at big money. So it's going to be very hard for them to rebuild quickly. And so if you're Tomas Hurdle, especially at 28 years old, you're thinking, okay, this is my last big contract, my last chance to, you know, to sign a long-term deal. So I've got to go to a team where I know they're going to have success in the immediate future. Right. Right. And yeah. If you're going to San sign Jose's a big deal, that. you're not going to get traded very easily. Right. Uh, so. One, one, uh, one quick note, Columbus at 21, I, I feel like, you know, Columbus is, I mean, they're, they've been amazing at home, 9-3-1. and one. They've, they've struggled on the road at 4-8, and eight, but uh, the Blue Jackets are one of those teams, like, out of all the teams that we just listed in, the, in that bottom 13, the Blue Jackets are the one team that I think could, uh, I don't know why, but it just seems like they could just start winning, and they, they could actually, they're very much in, in competition for a playoff spot in my mind. Uh, where that team, for whatever reason, they just seem to be able to pull things together and uh, and win some games. They're they're two points out of a playoff spot right now, uh, and it you know it feels like well, the Blue Jackets shouldn't be good, <laughs> but they're but they're like quietly moving their way through the standings, and they're and they're they are where they are, and they they absolutely could make the playoffs. Like they're Again, they're two points out with three games in hand. Yeah, they got to jump the Boston Bruins as well, but they they have shot, uh, especially when yeah. they're getting as good a goaltending as they got from Elvis Merlickens the other night. So I think he made 48 saves or something like that. Oh my gosh, he's been great this year. And uh, to, to your point, too, I, they love playing the spoiler, even in the days of, you know, torts back there behind the bench. And so when I look at this team, right, you look at the success they're having now with Boone Jenner, and Jack Roklovich as your top two centers. And they're doing this without Patrick Liney, too, right now. So they get a healthy Liney back, a guy who's play, having a pretty good year up until, you know, getting hurt. Boy, they, like you said, they could they could spoil a few teams' chance to get in the playoffs. Yeah, and, uh, and if they don't, they've got Max Domi that they could probably deal. And Max Domi has – he has kind of quietly put together a decent season. I mean, he's only played 15 games. Uh, but in those 15 games, you know, 11 points and, and you're, you're in a spot where if you could trade Max Domi and, you know, maybe get a second round pick. And, uh, I, 
I think you'd be pretty pleased with uh, you know the way that the way that the beginning of that trade kind of went the first the first little while where especially under Torts Max Domi was really struggling. Uh, I think now you look at it and you go, okay, you know, I think we can we can salvage something. He's he's been he's been pretty good the last fifteen game like in in these fifteen games that he's played. Um, I know he got hurt for a little while, uh, but he's been he's been quietly good. So I I I wonder does he resign? You know, are they able to resign him? Uh, because like you said, scooping up a center somewhere is a difficult thing to do, uh, but also maybe he's just a trade piece and they're able to bring in more assets, but we'll see. Uh, okay. Let's go into the top 20. Who do you have, yeah. uh, at in your like What? 19 through 16, 19 through 16. All right, let's roll out four. So, uh, at 19 for me, I've got the Detroit red wings. Um, so do I'm I, with you. I, I do yeah. as well. Yep. I think eventually they are going to slip out of the playoffs, especially with the teams behind them, Boston, et cetera. Um, and I think that's a good thing. I think it's good for Detroit to be competitive, but still you don't want them to be too competitive because for any team rebuilding, if you're in the middle every single year, that just slows the rebuild. So, you know, maybe this was a little bit faster than Detroit expected for them to be in, you know, where they are understanding. So hopefully again, end of the year, I think they'll come back down to earth, especially after taking a beating last night from Colorado. You just kind of see the difference as far as, um, you know, where they are versus where the top teams are. And so I will say um, this about the Red Wings. The the reason that it's fine if your rebuild accelerates, like I, I would say the Toronto Maple Leafs, their rebuild accelerated because they got Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner turned out to be such a stud and Nylander developed faster than they thought. That is a good scenario. When the players sure. you draft end up being even better than most people thought uh, Lucas Raymond way better than like he's the best player in that draft. He goes number one overall. Uh, he is phenomenal and he is the him and cider are the reason that the rebuild looks like it has accelerated and that's okay. It's, it's just not okay when your rebuilds accelerating because the, the players you signed to one year, $1 million deals are having career years all over the place and right. and you just you can't stop winning, but you don't want to win because you don't actually have anything. You're you, you know you you just got empty coffers once the season's over because those players are gonna gonna peace out and go to a contender. But the Red Wings rebuild is being accelerated by their young players. So I I don't think that you know they're not going to be last. They're they're going to be somewhere in the middle, uh, but the reason why is because of their young players. And that, that's a great thing. That's a really good thing. Uh, yeah. I would love to see the Red Wings in the playoffs. I, I, I would, I would love to see them make, make the first round, even whatever they're going to go and, and you're going to play the, the Panthers or the Rangers or something, or uh, who cares? Who cares if you get swept, if they could make the playoffs, it would be magical. If Raymond and Sider were able to lead them into the, into the, the playoffs there. But I, I do think you're right. They're, they're going to start to, drop here it's because they've played so many more games than everyone else that yeah they, uh, and what i can't what i can't wait for when you talk about playoffs is in two or three years when the red wings are competitive for the playoffs and we get to see toronto and detroit yep. in the first round yeah that would be just that amazing. would be wonderful that would be wonderful as long as the leafs win uh <laughs> <laughs> all right 18 <laughs> yeah here we go. 18 i've got nashville um and at 17 i've got winnipeg a team for me winnipeg is 
is hard to read. Their team, I, I, I find slipping as of late, in my opinion. I think for some reason they just they seem to look some nights like they're a Stanley Cup contender, and other nights they just look like they can't score a goal, and they're just literally as good as Ottawa or as good as Buffalo, in my opinion. So um, they they've got great goaltending, they've got a great team up front, but sometimes they just they can't put it all together in the same night. Yeah. Yep. And uh, I, you know, they play Toronto, and then. And they they look pretty good against Toronto. That that game was freaking mayhem. Um, everyone getting suspended. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's yeah. I I like their team. I when I look at their team up and down, and and consider the rest of the division. You know, I do think that Winnipeg should be a playoff team. Uh, they they should be a playoff team. They better uh, and. Now you know with they're they're sitting in the final wild card spot. Vegas is creeping right behind them. St. Louis has played really well, uh, but man, I what are the other teams in the Central? Really, it's like Nashville is the one team that you go, oh, is Nashville like is this for real, or are they gonna are they gonna fall eventually? Uh, that's that's the only team that I think that Winnipeg has a chance to catch because the rest of them I, I think are are all real. So it's going to be they're they're going to need to get even better goaltending from Connor Hellebuck I think to to pull this off. I mean yes they they have to score goals. I they do have they do have the players who can score goals certainly. Uh, but Connor Hellebuck I mean a nine seventeen save percentage is really good. He might have to be a couple points better to get this team into the playoffs with the way the teams are playing around them. Uh, so that's, I have, I have them at, uh, I have the Red Wings at 19 jets at 18. So we're, we're right there together. Okay. And then finally at 16 for me, I've got the Dallas stars. Okay. Yeah. Um, I have, I have them at, at 16. The only difference there is I've got the Boston Bruins at 17. Okay. And, yeah, I and, got Boston at 15. So. Okay, yeah, the reason I put Boston a little lower, I I know again they've they've played fewer games than than everybody basically outside of the New York Islanders. Um, I don't ha- I don't really have faith in what they're doing. I think Jake DeBrusque wants out. They ha- they've had a lot of injuries that certainly hurts. I I think that there's there's some pieces that are going to be moved here, and I don't see where they're going to get that second line center help that they still need uh, and you know goaltending's been fine but I don't know that I trust their goaltending long long term uh, like Swayman's been really good I mean a nine two two save percentage uh, but I don't know you know I I just don't know about this team I, I, I guess outside of that top line there's just nothing there's there's really nothing there uh, Taylor Hall has looked like the Barely that he looks like the Taylor Hall playing for the Arizona Coyotes, so uh, it just it, yeah. I, I don't know what to think about the Bruins, but I I think they'll make the playoffs. Do they scare me anymore? Not really. Uh, I I think that they just I, I could I could eat my words and the Leafs will play them in the first round. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, something tells me that's not going to happen. But um, yeah, for me, I agree with you with Boston. I think. Taylor Hall looks lost out there without a second-line center, and that's their biggest problem right now. Now, goaltending-wise, I'm not really too worried because even though Allmark has looked okay, Swayman's looked good, not great. He's looked good, uh, especially, I mean, I would say he looks great for as young as he is, playing as well as he is right now. But they've got Tuukka Rask skating right now, and they've got Tuukka Rask 
you know, close to returning and they are going to get him signed. They are going to bring him back and they're going to have a three headed monster. Um, so I think that's, that's only going to be a great thing for Boston because still, I think to Rask is still an elite goaltender. And when you bring in that level of talent, even just in goal, it's going to help a lot of cover up a lot of deficiencies that they have as far as, you know, depth scoring is concerned. Very true. Yeah. Uh, I mean, ultimately find a second line center and you might change my mind about, yep. uh, about the Boston Bruins. Okay. Uh, let's see on to, yeah, I've got the Dallas stars at 16. I think you had them a little lower. I had them at 16 as well. Oh, you yep. had them at 16. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I, I mean, they've been rolling right now. They're seven and three in their last 10. They look much, much better. And, uh, they're, they've been phenomenal at home. I, I can definitely see a scenario where this team makes the playoffs. Certainly. Uh, they, they've been really good. Uh, I, I think they might need a little bit of help. Uh, I think you you'll have to see again. It's it's like for Winnipeg. I mean, Nashville being way better than they are or than they were expected to be is kind of throwing a wrench into the central. I mean, mm-hmm. we we knew Colorado would be really good, and Colorado's finally figured out their life. Uh, Minnesota, I don't know that we expected them to be this good. Like they've won eight in a row. They they've only lost a total of seven times in the first twenty six games. Once an OT. Uh, they Minnesota's been fantastic, but we knew that they would be really good. We just didn't think that they would be top in the division. But I mean, right now this this division's got five playoff spots, and you know Dallas wants another one of them. <laughs> it's uh, you're going to have to beat out teams in your division. So that's where apparently the Central Division might be the best division in in hockey. I I don't know. There there's some. The high end in every division is so elite, and then the low end is is laughable. Like I just I feel like there's a growing disparity between the top and the and the bottom here. But again, uh, yeah. So the Dallas Stars sixteen. Let's go. Uh, let's go fifteen through twelve. Okay. So I had Boston at fifteen. Uh, at fourteen, I've got the Anaheim Ducks. I'm not completely sold on them yet. I think they're still fun to watch, and Trevor Zegers is just a treat. I mean, it's funny with Anaheim. You had Troy Terry just ripping through scoring every single night, it seemed like, to start off the year. Then he goes a little bit slow, and now all of a sudden, Zegers is just a dominant force to be reckoned with. So uh, good for Anaheim. However, I just don't, again, uh, see long-term success for them as far as being able to, uh, you know, keep this number two spot in the Pacific forever. Um, I think they will come back down to earth a little bit, but they do have John Gibson. So I could be wrong about that. That's it. I mean, they've got John yeah. Gibson and he is, <laughs> I mean, he's looking as, as good as he has in the last five years. He's been great. And I, I think he, I think he has room to be even better. Yeah, uh, I agree. And, and they're Anaheim is so interesting. I don't think that they expect, they expected to be this good because they've they've got Lindholm, Manson, Raquel. They've got three of the biggest UFAs. They're almost like Nashville was last year, uh, where I don't. I guess coming into the year, people thought Nashville would be okay last year, um, and then they really struggled. And everyone was talking about all their UFAs, and then all of a sudden they started doing really well, and they didn't end up trading any of them. Uh, Anaheim's kind of the same, but coming into the year, everyone went, all right, you know, Anaheim could be a, 
a really important team come trade deadline because they're going to be the kingmaker. Like if you get Lindholm or Manson, that's going to solidify your top four. If you can get Ricard Raquel, I mean, he can step into any top six and make them better. And now, I mean, those guys aren't going anywhere. <laughs> I don't, no. I don't see them dealing them unless they, unless they go on a, a free fall, but a free fall does not appear to be coming. Uh, well, I, I, I understand Vegas has not been as good because of, of injuries and they're, they're coming on like they're, they're going to figure it out. They've, they've hung around enough, uh, where now they're getting healthy and, and they'll start to improve and then they'll get Jack Eichel back and, and all of our jaws will be open oh boy. the whole time we watch. Uh, but and Anaheim is just, they've been, they've been good. They've been good in every aspect of the game. So I, I don't see them really like dumping out and falling too far. Uh, I don't know if they'll be number two in the Pacific, but I, I have Anaheim actually right in my rankings at 12. I think they've, okay. they've just been so good. And, and I think they deserve to be ahead of some of these, some of these other teams uh, just based on what they've been able to do. And Ryan Getzlaff is, you know, fighting father time right now and having what will probably be a last hurrah type of season. Uh, not that he's going to retire, but he's just been playing so good. And I, I think when you, you know, when you consider that it's, it's one of those, you better do it, do what you do with, with this. I mean, even though he has one, the one goal, I know he's on IR right now. It is really funny to see somebody with one goal and 19 assists. Uh, <laughs> such a, uh, the guy can't score for his life, but boy, can he set guys up. Now Troy Terry was scoring every single night. So why just feed him the puck? Yeah. Right. And that's what was going on. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. So, uh, oh, sorry. Go go fifteen through twelve again, quick. Yep. So Boston fifteen, Boston. Anaheim fourteen. At thirteen, I've got St. Louis, and then at twelve, I've got the Vegas Golden Knights. So okay. For so me, yeah. Yep. We we've got pretty much the same thing, just with a jumble. We've got all the same four teams there. Just I have St. Louis fifteen, then Vegas, Nashville, and Anaheim at twelve. Okay. So you got yep. Okay. Perfect. And Vegas, they're they're getting better. Guys are healthy now, so. Uh, they get a little bump for me up at number twelve because of it, and so uh, should be. They should be a lot of fun to watch down the stretch, especially like you mentioned with Eichel coming back here around February, around the Olympic break. So uh, that'll be awesome to see this team finally have a legit number one, number two punch down the middle. Yeah, you know, I put Nashville at thirteen, a little ahead. I mean, Michael Granlin having a an unreal year. He's at oh a point goodness. per game. Um, the the resurgence of Matt Duchesne is. I mean, what we didn't expect after what we saw last year and, and really the year before that Matt Duchesne and Ryan Johansson would be some of the top, like the top duo centers in the NHL. <laughs> they're both basically at a point per game and they're actually scoring like Ryan Johansson has eight goals in 27 games. And that might not sound that great. But compared to what Ryan Johansson has done uh, throughout his career, I mean, last year he had seven goals in 48 games. The year before, 14 and 68, 14 and 80, 15 and 79. He's already at eight in 27. He might get 20 <laughs> goals for the first time since 14, 15. Now, remember, his uh, what third year in the league with Columbus, he scored 33 goals. I mean... He was when when he got traded to Nashville. 
yes, he was str- like he had struggled that season in the first 38 games. He only had six goals. And, and then, of course, you know, Columbus deals him to Nashville for uh, Seth Jones. But the reason they dealt him was because Nashville wanted a goal score. Uh, they they thought they were bringing in this guy who they could get to score 30 goals again. And he's never broken more than 15 goals in the seven years that he's been in Nashville. It might be this year. It might be this year. And, and boy, one unexpected turn of events for the Predators. Um, it's been fun. And, you know, they've done it without... Philip Forsberg's only played 18 games. Well, he's, you know, missing 10 games with probably your best goal scorer uh, is... is it makes it equally as impressive. Uh, yeah, but, and it makes it even harder come trade deadline time too because they don't have this guy locked up yet. So, sure, sure. I, I don't think that they're going to... like. In my mind, Nashville doesn't seem like they've ever really worried about being able to sign people that play there. Like People love to live and play in Nashville. I I, I don't know that they're worried. I, I think that, you know... They, now, of course, if they're where they are in the standings... At trade deadline, no way in hell is anyone going anywhere. In fact, they'd be become buyers because the you know, David Poyle didn't have much time left here. He's not going to just sit back and hope that they're good in five years. Like he's, right. he's not going to be around. <laughs> he's going to make some moves. He's going to try and and that with the way this team's playing, they're they're going to get rewarded by bringing in somebody. And you know, Nashville has they've done enough in previous years to keep some decent prospects around and uh, they, they've, they've got some things. So I, I Nashville is really interesting to me. I, they could fall, but the way that their veterans are playing, that's the thing. It's not like, Oh, you've got some like really young players and they're playing really well. No one expected it. This is like, I, Matt, I don't think that Matt Duchesne's all of a sudden going to fall off the map. I, I think that they found something that's working and, uh, under John Hines, he's doing something right. He's pushing the right buttons, and and it's pretty exciting. I I, I love when the Nashville Predators are good. They're, you know, it's just it's a great a great little hockey city down there. So, uh, the Central Division, Minnesota and Nashville at the top, <laughs> crazy. Um. Okay. Let's shall we venture into the top ten? Yeah. So start with eleven then, eh? Yeah, I've got the Edmonton Oilers at eleven. Okay, so do I actually. All right, yeah. I mean, I I have them outside of the top ten. I think probably like three weeks ago they would have been in the top ten. They've they've just had a really rough stretch, and my my assumption is the stretch doesn't continue and they'll they'll kind of figure things out. Uh, but yeah, they I couldn't put them in the top ten because of their <laughs> because of their last three weeks. And I mean, we only have so many weeks in the season so far, so has to yeah, wait pretty heavily. Yeah, and it's heavily. funny you mentioned earlier about a guy. Ryan gets left, right? Only one goal and so many assists. Ryan Nugent Hopkins, two goals and twenty-one assists. <laughs> Talk about disparity. <laughs> every time I every time I look at Ryan Nugent Hopkins, I just can't think of a, a guy who used to play hockey with Chandler Kitchen. That guy looks exactly like him. <laughs> I, I just saw his picture and I had to throw that out there. That uh, is funny. <laughs> yeah, and, and with with the Oilers, I, I think that. You know they just beat they just they or uh, sorry yeah they just beat what they beat Pittsburgh and then they go and they've they've rattled off four losses in a row um, 
They lost to Minnesota. Okay, fine. They lost to Boston. But they, you know, you lose to, to Seattle and to LA. You get beat up by LA. Now you've got Carolina. Then you've got to go play Toronto. Like, there's a potential here that they lose six in a row. There's some good teams coming up. Uh, but I think the schedule kind of eases up. Then, the, you know, then they've got Columbus and Seattle, Anaheim, LA, San Jose. Uh, I, I think that they'll be able to to put together some some wins here again. And, you know, it's funny. Some of Edmonton's uh, downfall here kind of, it feels like it sort of started back. The Red Wings beat them on November the 9th. I went to the game. And they they did a really good job at containing Sid, uh, Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl, um and stifling the power play. And since then, it seems like you know teams have uh, kind of been playing the Oilers a little bit differently. So maybe the Red Wings had the book had the book on the uh, the Oilers there for a minute. Yeah, Toronto. Speaking of Edmonton's power play, man, Toronto's creeping up there. They're at. 29.1%. Edmonton has dropped down to 32. So maybe maybe Toronto's got the best power play we've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Toronto is uh, starting to... They're, they're starting to move, move the puck much, much better uh, through the seams there. there and, and John Tavares out front. I mean, that's... When when you have John Tavares getting to every puck, I mean, it's, it's like he's, he's like Dino Cicerelli in front of the net right now. Okay. Oh, Remember you okay. stick Dino Cicerelli in front of the net and he just he tip shots, he was he would get every rebound like John Tavares doesn't score that many pretty goals. But he just has he's great hands. He gets to these loose pucks. He can tip a puck really well and and I that's he to me is the the reason why that power play is doing so well because it opens up shots for some for like a Nylander on the outside to be able to take as well and, and You've just got great traffic. He's a he's a great screener. He's like a yeah. he's like a really 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 good Thomas Holmstrom in front of the nets. There you go. Yeah. Now you have to account for a guy like that in front of the net too. Before right. you could just leave a guy down low and not really worry about it too much and pressure up top. Now you've got to kind of back off a little bit and say, okay, well we got to make sure we cover this guy. So yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, well, I'm sure we'll get to the Leafs and I think they'll appear later in our list. Uh, a little bit. The uh, let's go into the top ten. Who's your ten? Ten, I've got the Pittsburgh Penguins. So do I. <laughs> Love it. Uh, Love it. These guys, Last night watching them against Washington, I was like, these guys are legit again. Yep. Sidney Crosby coming back has obviously been – he's quietly you know, gone a little above a point-per-game pace, which is just – again, you, you don't expect – I mean, you don't expect him not to do that, but at the same time, you haven't really talked much about it this year, right? Because nope. he's just been so quiet. He's kind of uh, – yeah, well, I mean, he was hurt for a, lo- for a while and – Right, and Kasperi Kapanen last night, they stuck him on the top line with Gensel out, and I thought he looked really good last night. Hopefully he has some continued success, and they're about to get Malkin back too, so that's going to be even <laughs> yep. even crazier. And Jake Getzel has just really like quietly been one of the best players in the NHL. <laughs> yep. 27 points in 24 games, he's been he's been fantastic. Uh, yeah, they've... And and the fact that they're doing all this without Malkin and, and a lot of it without Crosby just shows shows that the Penguins are more than those players. Um, but they need they need Crosby and probably Malkin to, to be a team that's going to win a cup. Uh, but the way they're playing, they look like they might be a team that could contend for a Stanley Cup. So uh, let's go in uh, to number nine. Who do you have there? I've got the Calgary Flames at number nine. Okay. I actually have the team that they the Penguins beat last night, and that's the Washington Capitals. 
Okay, you've got them a little lower, eh? Yeah, and I've got not a believer. I've got the Calgary. I've got the Calgary Flames at number eight, but okay. for me, Washington, I like what Ovechkin's doing. I love his game, and they're doing all this without Nicholas Backstrom too, right? Like Pittsburgh was doing it without Malkin, which is crazy to think about that these guys are getting top elite centers back uh, for both these teams. But for me, with Washington, they have a lot of younger guys right now who are having a lot of success at the depth positions in their bottom six that really are playing way above and beyond where they were expected to play. Um, and for guys that really just ha- don't have a track record of a lot of success either, I think, you know, Washington's going to eventually slow down a little bit. Um, but are they going to still be at the top of that Metro division? Absolutely. I think they're going to, you know, be right up there with the New Yorks and Carolinas and competing for, you know, those type of uh, that, that number one, number two spot up there. But for me, it's, it's, it's guys like, <clears throat> you know, again, um, you know, Brett Leeson, he's, you know, he's been playing all right, but uh, they've gotten a little bit more out of him than maybe they would have expected. Um, you know, I, last night too, when another guy that I've been quietly surprised with Nick Jensen has looked fantastic for Washington uh, lately, plus 19, which is just crazy. Uh, but he was, he was actually dangling the puck a little bit last night. He was just fun to watch uh, for a second pairing defenseman to play so well. So um, former yeah, Red Wing me, right just, there. Yeah, I know. I I was bu- a little bummed when they got rid of him, but uh, is what it is. He wanted a little bit more money than Detroit wanted to give him, and so uh, on you go. And, and TJ Oshie has been playing really well too. He's uh, yeah, you know, eight points in eleven games. He was hurt for a while, and uh, yeah, I I mean, no matter how you cut it, this this team's going to be you know they're going to be up there. Uh, you can kind of put them wherever you want in that top ten. I've got them at six. So I've got a much okay. higher. Uh, I I believe in this Alex Ovechkin led team. Like I'm loving what he's been able to do, and he's not really someone who just goes and slows down. Um, sure. That that and one one player on this team that everyone knows, but I don't think that we we know him as this type of guy. I mean, Tom Wilson's almost a point per game right now. He right. <laughs> is he is absolutely barring injury going to shatter his previous career high of 44 points. And and you know, I don't know about the goal. Uh, goals 22 goals. Um he'll probably end up with more than that. He's got 9 and 27 right now, but he's putting up points and he's been involved in the offense much more than he has uh, in previous years, I mean, you know, he's he's never he hasn't played a full season since sixteen seventeen. He played eighty two games. And now, granted, you know, of course, no one played a full season the last couple of years. But uh, if he can play this full season this year, I mean, you might see him potting sixty, maybe even seventy points. And if that's the case, boy, did they, uh, you know, the the deal that he signed that people went. Oh, I don't know if you want to pay Tom Wilson five million bucks. Uh, suddenly, it looks pretty damn good. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But so my one reservation with Washington out of all this, again, outside of the you know their bottom six guys playing a little bit better than maybe they would have, uh, is Samsonov. To me, I do worry about his his ability to really carry this team and and keep the puck out of the net. He's he's playing at a nine fifteen save percentage right now, which is good, uh, not great, but. I think when push comes to shove, if you had to look at any of the teams above him on this list, I would rather take their number one over Samsonov any day of the week. How about this? How about Marc-Andre Fleury 
gets dealt to the Washington Capitals. Oh my goodness! <laughs> would he take that trade? Would he? Would he say, "Nah, I just couldn't. I couldn't go." Uh, that would be fun. That's a I, tough bill to swallow for I, sure. I, I but don't, it would I mean, be fun to watch. A guy who's eleven and two, a nine fifteen save percentage. I, I don't. I don't see them going out and spending a bunch on a goaltender. Uh, I mean, they've you know they also have Zach Fukali who's got one game played and he's got a shutout. So maybe they should play. No, listen. I think <laughs> honestly, if Washington's got a move to make, they can go down and get Kudobin from Dallas. I think they've got eighteen goaltenders right now, so they could use to lose one with Ben Bishop coming back. So well, I think if you're Washington, you're spending your resources on bringing in another forward. Oh, for sure, you yeah, know? absolutely. I, and and as far as I mean, they've they've got like four point four million in cap space. Um, so they do have some, they've, they've got some, some room to work with. And as far, yeah, 4.4. So they, they could, they could bring in a, a really good player, especially if a team's willing to eat half, you know, like they, they could uh, definitely improve up front. Um, pretty much every team could use another defenseman too. You know, it's just par for the course. Um, let's, yep. let's trudge through this, uh, the top 10 here. My, my number nine, I had the flames number eight. I've got the Colorado avalanche. Okay. I've got Colorado at seven. Okay. Uh, three games in a row scoring seven goals. Crazy. So, I, I mean, I had to put them at number seven just for that reason alone. Hey, but, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> now the I highest mean, no, scoring really, team in the NHL, Colorado. Right, Island. yeah. They surpassed the Minnesota Wild, surprisingly. Uh, would have never guessed that one. But, um, yeah, for me, Colorado's, like you mentioned earlier in the show, they're, they're finally figuring it out. Uh, they're getting healthy. Everybody's finally playing where they should be. And uh, if they can figure out their goaltending, they're going to be really, really dangerous. Yep. Yep. And then that'll, I mean, you've got Nazem Kadri like fourth in the league in scoring that, you know, you're doing, right. you know, you're doing pretty good. Not that Kadri's not, not, not a good player, but uh, to have him be where he was and, and currently is, I mean, 34 points right now. He's behind McDavid, Dreisaitl, and Ovechkin. <laughs> Uh, unbelievable what what kind of year he's been having. Pretty cool. Um, and I believe he's a UFA. Is he a UFA at the end of the year? Uh, let me take a peek. I don't know. That's a I, very good question. I feel like he might. Maybe he's got one more year. Nah, yeah, he's a UFA. <laughs> so oh, my. He's making $4.5 this year. Um, let's assume that he just goes and continues this pace. Ends up with, what, 100 points? But Probably be about where he is. <laughs> so is, is Nazem Kadri going to get paid... Uh, over under nine million. Oh, I'll take the under for sure, just because of his track record. If he uh, if he gets a hundred points, you don't think someone would be willing to give him nine and a half million for like four years? Maybe Seattle, maybe Seattle, because they desperately need a top line center. And so, yeah, I I could see Seattle doing it, but uh, anybody else, I think he's probably between seven and a half and eight million dollars, given. His track record, I, I guess, as far as you know, his production. Yeah, we'll annually. see what he does in the playoffs. He, yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's got to be able to make it through a round without taking someone's head off. <laughs> That'll do. Uh, okay, let's. Uh, yeah, I've got Colorado eight. You have him at seven. I've got the Leafs at seven. Okay, I've got the Leafs a little higher. I'm surprised, but okay. I love yeah. it though. Yeah, I got the Leafs down at at seven because you know you just you look at you, you look at the teams ahead of them. And frankly, I mean, Tampa Bay just beat them. Uh, Florida has been unbelievable. I can't, I can't put them above them. Uh, the Rangers, you know, the the teams that I have ahead of them have all been, they've all been great. I mean, I would take any of these teams in the top seven. Any of them could win the could win the Stanley Cup here. 
uh, everyone's so close. Uh, I guess for for the Leafs, the the tough thing is that right now is some injury pro- or some injury suspensions and whatnot. But uh, you just yeah love to see uh, what these other teams ahead of them will do because like Tampa Bay doesn't even have Kucherov and they're doing what they're doing. Right or so, Braden Point. <laughs> right. So uh, and whereas yeah, I know the Leafs lose to them. They're Marnerless, but the, you know the the Lightning don't have Kucherov. So uh, the Lightning to me are still still the the better team there and uh and the other teams i have ahead of them on on my list i think are are just teams that are at this point look more poised to win so yeah okay or have been just or are first in their division and i just can't ignore that where the leafs are third i mean this their division at the top end florida tampa toronto I don't know if there's another division where you're you're more scared of the top three. I mean, that's just ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, and it sucks the way the playoffs are set up because now you've got to basically have that 2-3 matchup, right? So you're going right. to lose a Stanley Cup contender right after the first round, which right. is just crappy. Um, yeah, so for me, I've got Toronto at number six. They just get a slight bump over year number seven. Uh, I love everything about this team. I think they could have a lot of success in the playoffs. The only concern I have right now um, I, I shouldn't say concern. Is if they but, can have success in the playoffs. <laughs> well, yes, that yeah, but I mean, lately Jack Campbell's been um, been okay. I mean, he's yeah. letting yeah, he's three been or okay. more goals in the last four games, and so they've got Mrazek starting uh, in their next game here. So he still I, has, I, a, and he still has a nine three five save percentage and a one nine nine goals against. Like we'll right, give him. He, he also has been. Yeah, I, I feel like he's kind of had to carry this thing a little bit. You can give them some grace. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. So at number six, the Leafs for me at number five, I've got the New York Rangers. Okay. Uh, yeah. Number five, I've got, uh, well, number six, I've got the Capitals and then okay. heading into my top five, I've got the Carolina Hurricanes. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. And you have the Rangers at five. At five. Yeah. Okay. I, I love this. Rangers team, I, I obviously picked them to be one of the I, – I think I picked them at the beginning of the year to be number two behind Carolina in this division. Um, for me, the Rangers are a lot of fun to watch up front. Um, they've been carried a little bit by their, their goaltending early on in the season with, uh, you know, Shesterkin just doing a, a lot of the workload. Now, Gorgiev has been okay. I think he can be better this season. And if he does manage to pick up his game a little bit, uh, you know, they – Obviously, will be really dangerous in that back end. Have a great one-two punch, and he's and still fi- he's still five one and one. He's got right. over a three goals against and an eight nine six eight percentage. So he hasn't been that great, but he's still winning. <laughs> right, because this team up front is just is really good. I mean, I, and again, it's when you look at all the teams ahead of them on this list as far as um, you know power rankings are concerned. I could honestly just. I could just roll the dice and swap any one of these my top fives at any other number, and I would still be okay with it because that's how well all five of these teams are playing right now. Yeah. But uh, for me, the Rangers are my wild card to go to the Stanley Cup final. I think they would just be so much fun to watch with Panarin up there. Um, gosh, yeah. And if for some reason Lafreniere and Coco, you know, Capocaco can figure it out and really yeah. – just take that yep. next step. This team is going to be really, really good. Yeah, combined sixteen points in forty-eight games for the two of them. So not right. not great. Uh, yeah, if they can if they can hit their stride, then suddenly this team becomes maybe like maybe the favorite. If you know if both those guys in were like, oh, they're legitimate 
legitimate, legitimate, like top six forwards, this team really changes. Um, and I mean, you got to love Chris Kreider, 17 goals. He's like the opposite of, of, uh, Ryan gets 17 goals, four assists. <laughs> I'm not going to pass anybody the puck, but I will shoot. I will shoot 17 goals through 26 games. I mean, he's, he's on pace for a 50 goal season. Which would be which would be pretty spectacular. I don't know if that'll. Yeah. I don't know if that's totally in the cards. Shooting at twenty two percent right now, but uh, but we'll see. Yeah, I've got the Rangers at four. So okay. We're, you know, we're we're close there. I've got Carolina down a little bit. Uh, you know they they haven't played. They've won three in a row, but the middle middle of the the quarter. So, you know they they were they were losing a little bit. They. Uh, great defensive team, though. Holy smokes! Only allowed fifty-five goals uh, through twenty-five games. Barely two goals a game that they're letting in. Uh, they, they've they've been very good. Uh, I I just give the Rangers that slight edge because I think that the Rangers superstar level is just in, in a different. It's it's just a little different. Like when you've got Artemi Panarin, I think Artemi Panarin is better than anybody that the Carolina Hurricanes have at the forward position. Oh, I won't disagree with you there. Absolutely. And goaltending wise, well, Frederick Anderson has played really well. Uh, I think Shesterkin is just on a whole nother ball. Like Shesterkin has been great. He's, he is probably my favorite for the, for the Vesna right now. Okay. I love it. He's been that good. Uh, Frederick Anderson having a a great run here, uh, but he is a streaky motherfucker. Like he, (laughs) man, and and the yeah that's 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 my my worry and you know come playoff time Frederick Anderson has never been able to do it so we'll see uh that that that's just always going to be in the back of your mind with Frederick Anderson okay all right let's go uh number well top three well I've got my number four I haven't touched on uh that's Tampa Bay Lightning okay so I I only give them I give the teams above them just a slight bump just because again Tampa doesn't have Braden Point. They don't have Kucherov. They're playing some really, really good hockey. And yet they um, however, yeah, won five in a row. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Only lost once in regulation in their last 10, 11 games. Yeah, doing doing pretty good without those two superstars. Um, but just overall, I think I do have some concerns about their bottom six, their ability to give that production when, you know, when push comes to shove as far as, uh, you know, playoff time when it really gets to a grind, when we get into February and teams have to grind a little harder, um, when they've got Toronto creeping up, creeping up on them right now, I think it's just going to, here's, here's, you're really here's, gonna my, here's my thing though, is that isn't their bottom six in their top six right now? And so they're, <laughs> they're going to go <laughs> back like into it. the bottom six once those guys come back. So they're, they're only going to get, you know, they're, they're going to get shuffled around a little bit. Um, yeah, yeah been, and some of those guys, I feel like, you know, Corey Perry, uh, he's been great this year. But uh, a guy like Matthew Joseph, Russ Colton, I think these guys are only having, you know, any kind of success right now because they get to play some better minutes with hmm. some, you know, talent like Pollard and Stamkos. And that's that's definitely helped their production. And so when they go down into that bottom six and they have to produce again and they don't really have, you know, a superstar or, you know, top 20 player to play with, you know, are they going to be as successful? And I I, I don't see it. And so that's why for me, I just have to put them a little bit lower on the list than maybe some of the, the three teams ahead of them. Okay. Uh, I, I have them higher. Okay. <laughs> uh, I, I don't hate it. All so. right. Who, who's your number three? 
Number three, Carolina Hurricanes for me. Okay, you got them out uh, there. Well-rounded team. I think you look up and down, they probably have the best top nine in the NHL as far as when I look at the lines that they can roll out right now. Um, I have no worries about what you know what one, two, or three line they're going to throw out there at any given time because when you've got Trocheck, when you've got Martin Nietzsche on your third line right now just doing what they're doing, yeah. it's just a lot of fun. And, and they've been one of the best road teams, and that's huge. Yep. Uh, they they could actually be better at home. So that's, uh, you know, uh, d- just defensively, they're just ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, and they don't absolutely even have Brett Pesci ridiculous. right now or Tony D'Angelo. So if they get those two guys back, and, and even Jake Gardner, I mean, this it's going to be unreal when they get their yeah. defense healthy again. It's just unfair. Yeah, yeah, they've been they've been very good. Uh, I've got the Minnesota Wild at three. I mean, leading their division, what can I do? They, they're playing the teams, they've won eight freaking games in a row. Like, yeah, uh, you know what? What can you say? They've been great at home. They've been great away. They they can score. They've scored over. They've scored almost four goals a game, and uh, and they're playing some pretty good defensive hockey too. Uh, a plus twenty seven. There's only one other team I think that two other teams with plus twenty seven. That's the Calgary Flames and the Florida Panthers. So, uh, just they're they're playing great hockey, and uh, I think. They match up really well against other teams in their division. They're the one team that can really give Colorado hell because they're really fast and really skilled as well. Uh, so, and I, I think I think that the Minnesota Wild will look to add here at the deadline. Uh, no, I agree. You, you'd have think- to, you know they they've they've have they have earned the right to have someone added into. Uh, their their top six, or at very least, like round out that bottom, the bot the top nine there. Uh, defensively, they're 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 pretty good, but uh, yeah, they they could use some some depth scoring. Uh, wouldn't be a bad thing. They're certainly carried by the top six. Yeah, and what I do like about Minnesota, and I actually have them up at number two right now. Um, they can win games almost in any fashion, right? When you look at uh, Edmonton, if they have to grind, if Edmonton's got to grind out wins, they're going to struggle, right? But if you look at this Minnesota team, if they have to go at you fast and play a skilled game, they can do it. If they have to grind out those 2-1, one nothing games, they can do it, right? So they, they have that ability to win any kind of way and play against any time, type of team and really stay in the mix. And that's scary when you think about, you know, when it comes time to playoffs because now not only can they beat you with high-end skill, but they can beat you if they got to grind you out too. There you go. That's a great point. Uh, okay, so you got Minnesota at two. Sorry, who is your three? Carolina. Carolina, okay. Uh, well, and I guess that leaves us with, with only your number one. Uh, but before we yeah. get to that, Minnesota is my number three. The Florida Panthers are my number two. Wow, okay. Well, Florida. I mean, Florida Panthers, are, I assume they're your number one. Yes. Yeah, they, I mean, they've been great. They've won. Again, you talk about a team who's won games any which way. Uh, they've done it. My, my, uh, I guess my, my, their one knock, they've really struggled on the road. They have won only four out of 11 games on the road. Um, and that to me is a, I, that could be concerning uh, as, as we go forward. You know, they're, they're 14 and one at home, which is just unreal. Uh, they did win their first what ten games in a row, uh, mm-hmm. so you know they, they obviously their record is 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 a little inflated because of that, uh, but still eight four and four outside of that is is still fine, uh, but that does mean that they have 
won as many games as they've lost in the last 12, uh, 16 games. So, well, they have been really good. And I have to weigh the entire first 26 games because that's quarter ranking. I do think that, you know, there, there is some reason to, to be a little concerned, not that they're going to fall or falter, but like those first 10 games have inflated their record a little bit. Um, but they, they deserve to be here in, in this, this top three. They, they've just been so good. Uh, but my number one's actually the Tampa Bay lightning. Okay. They won the wow. Stanley cup. They're rolling again. They're doing it without their two best players. And, uh, in my mind, assuming they get those two players back, they are once again the favorite to win the Stanley Cup. So, uh, yeah, there's no reason not to pick them to be the favorites, right? When they are healthy, and, uh, and I can, yeah, you can't bet against them right now. You can't bet against Bassey uh, either until I mean, they're until they're playing the Leafs in the first round. Then I gotta right. bet against them. <laughs> yeah, I watched that Toronto game the other night, and Bassey just stole the show, in my opinion. Yep. Yep. And when you got to play that guy in the playoffs, oh boy. Yeah, I, I, I mean, of course, it does come down to can you stay healthy, but yeah, they're, <laughs> they're just they're ridiculous. It's ridiculous. They lost their whole third line, their whole third line, and then they lose <laughs> Kucherov, and they lose Braden Point, and yeah, they're still pushing first place. Like the next time they play the Florida Panthers. Which I, I don't know when that I looked at the schedule, but I mean they're like they're two points behind. All they need is a is one swing of a one swing of a game, and Tampa Bay is first in that division. They play them on December thirtieth, so you know come come that uh, that point they may be in a position to, to overtake them. Who knows? But that's they're they're very close, and they're doing this all without their two best players. That's unreal, unreal. Uh, so yeah, I, I lightning. Top of the power rankings. I can't take them off there until they prove me otherwise. <laughs> They're okay. staying yeah. up there forever. Don't they, it. The until reason, someone beats them, knocks them off. Yeah, I love Florida at the top just because the fact that I looked at yep. the success they've been having without Barkov. And not only that, they they have such a balanced attack right now. They could potentially have six or seven guys that have 25 or more goals come end, end of the season, which is crazy to think about. Yeah, it's pretty uh, cool. The type of production they're getting. Um yeah, so they've got they've got a lot of goal scoring power right now. They've got a great defense. I think Aaron Eckblad's going to be right up there, top three in Norris Trophy voting at the end of the year. Uh, uh, I think he's, he's the he's the guy right now. <laughs> I uh, I don't know. I I might still lean to Adam Fox, but Kel McCarr's making a point. And but you know, again, if you look at the overall game and not just the offensive numbers, yeah, I might lean towards Aaron Eckblad at this point. All right. Yeah. That's uh, well. There's our power rankings. That's pretty good. Uh, Pretty good hour and 15-minute show. We did it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, let us know what you thought of our power rankings. You can find us on Twitter at OT Hockey Talk. And, uh, Justin, what do, you, what do you got going on the rest of the day? What's your weekend looking like? Well, I got a, a little bit of a doctor's appointment, just a little checkup, and then um, going to go work on the house for the entire weekend. Ah, so. yes. Yep. And I'm working on mine. So I, I Nice. I feel you. Have have a good time working on that house. Uh, spend all your money at Home Depot. <laughs> and yeah, we just bought our floor. So uh, all, right, all right, all right. <laughs> nice. Well, enjoy the weekend and uh, yeah, enjoy all the games going on as well. And we will talk to you guys next week on Overtime Hockey Talk.